So that was quite the story you just told me, but you're going to have to tell it again because I wasn't actually rolling, even though I did say I was rolling. <laughs> well, I was rolling. That's just the, the easiest way to explain it. I was rolling, but I didn't have your feed routed correctly, so it wasn't picking up. That's all right. I'm also having like staticky sounds. Are you hearing static sounds? No, not necessarily. All right, good. It might just be me. Uh, is this okay still? Yeah, it's fine. All right, sorry. Anyway, the point that I was telling you was I have a neighbor and she always parks in the front because she has a further away apartment from the parking lot. So she parks in the closest spot that she can get. So um, twice now I've heard her come home. She has this really big car. It's a really nice car. And I can hear like the bass coming from it when she's parking. And twice it's been a song that I'm, I think I recognize. So the first time it was Genuine's Pony. And I wanted, I was like in a hurry, so I couldn't like wait for her to come out so I could say like, you listen to Pony? <laughs> and then um, today, just now, I was rushing up the stairs with Baby and it was, I think it was that Erica Badu song, that what you gonna do when they come for you? And that was your story. That's where, that's where I realized it wasn't recording. And I said, oh, you have to tell that story again, even though. I thought the story was going to be she has a special spot because she lives far away and somebody's been stealing her spot. So she set out some traps. There was some strips, nail strips to pop tires. And Oh, my God, that'd be your storyline. <laughs> yeah, that's an exciting story. No, but my point is, is that I just had one of those like human moments where um, I went up, you know, I ran up the stairs and I knew I I had told you like three minutes and I was out on my porch like waiting for her to come out because her car was parked her door was open but she always like takes a while to get out of the car and so I was just like kind of like on my porch for a minute waiting for her to come out because I wanted to ask her you listen to Erica Badu but then I didn't because I needed to come back here but I thought I don't know people do this all the time where they're like I you know maybe in an alternate universe I would have gotten a hold of her and we would have found out that we're like music friends and then we would have been best friends the creepy lady sitting on her patio yeah what are you listening to? Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing that sets you apart from that lady is age at this point. You are that lady otherwise. <laughs> Other than being 80-something years old. Well, her her husband I have talked to about his schedule before. Because I'm like, I, he has a weird schedule. I'm like, when do you work? <laughs> but he also has a really cool car. It has like skulls on it. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Well, <laughs> yeah. Are He's like a gigantic black dude. Are they so it's not like a skinny redneck. If it was a skinny redneck, I feel I would feel differently. <laughs> but for yeah. some reason, it's like a white car with like all this black like things on it. And like there's light up stuff underneath. And it smells good. It smells good. Yeah, all their cars. So it's it's the daughter, I think. And what do you mean it smells good? Are a you... husband and a wife, and they have like the cleanest cars in the entire complex. Well, what's where do you smell the car? When they have when they open the door, there I can smell their car. Their car has like they 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 scentify their car like crazy. Oh, so it's cars. like those beads that you throw into the washing machine to give it a nice scent. Yeah, or like those little stick things with window of liquid that you put on your vent 
Well, good luck. If someone's car is an ex- extension of their personality. Yeah. Wonderful. It is surprising that uh, for the most part, we look down on that. Cars aren't, well, cars aren't supposed to be extensions of personalities. Other than this is a mass produced car and it fits my personality as it came out of the factory. Right. But when you do other things to personalize it, there is a, a recoil that seems to happen with a lot of people. I feel like it just depends on the type of um, personalization that you do. I feel like there's a there's a range of what's acceptable. Oh, what's acceptable? Changes for everybody. Uh, uh, bumper stickers? No. A wrap. I have bumper stickers. What bumper stickers? Oh, you have a few stickers. Oh, are those not bumper stickers? I mean, I guess technically, in the truest form, they're bumper stickers. Although, aren't they on your window, not your bumper? Yeah, I have one sticker on my bumper, and it's a squirrel. So I thought it was cute. Fair enough. I I was thinking more of the the stickers with messages that had words and phrases and philosophies. Yeah, like coexist, all that stuff. So if you get your car wrapped, like the fact you say this guy has skulls, and I like the way you give him a pass because of the color of his skin. Yeah, I don't know why. It could because maybe because that's not his only thing. You know what? It's okay with you. If it's a white guy yeah, with the skulls. You're right. If I if it was a different person. Well, the white guy would probably have Punisher skulls. No, it's um it's like it's like almost like in well well, as we know, I'm playing a lot of Doom still. And it's like sometimes the backgrounds in Doom are like scary heads and things that are like Ooh, crying out in agony because they're in hell. Yeah. It's kinda I, like that, but skull version. Yeah, the Punisher skull is not something to be proud of. The guy oh, okay. who has this, the Punisher skull on his truck. The guy who wants to take matters into his own hands and police the world and kill the people he wants to kill. That's you. Because, no, that's not me. You want to kill the people you want in the world? I don't world? want to kill anybody. Oh, you just want to maim them? <laughs> you just want to teach them lessons. Yeah, the same thing. And also, mine isn't rooted in hate. I would be, you hate those people for acting that way. Yeah, but I would be doing a service. If you were to put out a survey, people of all creeds and colors would say, yes, this is a service that I am on board with. That person blasting their fucking music on the train. There was some old man who confronted a couple of people blasting their music the other day, and he got beaten up. They beat him, beaten to, up. Sh- they beat him to shit because he, <gasps> he had the audacity to say, can you turn down your music? I don't want to hear it. Wow. So, Do you think he said it that calmly? I don't know how he said it. It doesn't matter how he said it. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter, but I'm just saying, like, I, you know, I watch a lot of Judge Judy, and there's a lot of, like, I simply went up to my neighbor and said, could you please make sure that these leaves don't end up on my property? And they attacked me. Like, did you really just say it? Even if they didn't say it like that, the attack is not warranted. I know what you're saying. That the person is presenting it to make themselves see, seem wholly right. the victim. I was just asking them politely because I right. take pride in my yard. And in reality, he came up like with a shotgun. <laughs> it's like, get your fucking leaves off my well, yard. Well, then at that point, then being attacked is, I, and then you change my tune. Justified. And, yeah, then I say, good, I'm glad that person got attacked. And then the other person who attacked is lucky they didn't get shot. So the point is, if I had a the power 
given by the mayor of New York City to go around and take care of these right. people who blast their music into other people's ears when they're just trying to get home or get somewhere and they don't want to hear it. I'm sure that uh, you know, most people would be on board. They'd say, yeah, yeah, it's a service that's needed, like trash pickup. I can't even <laughs> you carry. You get paid more than the trash pickup people? Trash pickup people get paid a lot. That's what I'm saying. Do you think you'd get paid more or less? I think it should be, it's a little more dangerous. Although trash pickup's pretty dangerous. You get stabbed with a yeah. Yeah, needle. There's glass. Those bags are heavy. You can pull muscles. It's a, it's a tough job. Yeah. I surely wouldn't want to do it. I did find out though that I'm not allowed to carry my knife around at all in New York. Oh, you're not? Well, if the blade is over four inches, which this one is not, it's legal. But the website says... No butterfly blades, no switch blades, no folding blades, which I don't know what the hell that leaves. A knife that is just constantly with blade out. You're allowed. Yeah, to like ca- a machete. <laughs> you're allowed to carry that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like a, not a machete, I guess, but maybe like that knife that um, Crocodile Dundee had when he was in New York. Yeah. Although that thing was over four inches. Over four inches. And even if the folding knife that I have, the folding knives were legal. Any part of the knife visible to other people in public is illegal. So the little wow. clip where it clips to your pocket, that would be visible, and then I could be arrested for it. Wow. It hasn't stopped me, though. I carry that knife around, and I have my fantasies of <laughs> cleaning up the subways, <laughs> making it a peaceful spot for people of all. Yeah. Oh, my, what is going on? You hear this giant crowd cheering outside? Fuck. People having a good time. I can't stand it. Welcome to One Topic, where we speak to One Topic. My name is Alton Peter. My name is Greg Russ. This is take two because I mispronounced my own name. Going on take one. What's that? Ah, Leave it. No, it's gone. It's already been recorded over. It's missing forever. I could stop the recording and control, command, whatever the fuck it is, Z it, and bring it back, but I'm not going to. I know that we rarely ever stop recordings and there's not much editing, but when it's that early in the episode and I'm screwing up my own last name, I'm not uh, I'm not leaving it in. You're right about that uh, thing you're doing where you are having difficulty speaking. <laughs> Nobody's home. Yeah, I don't. It's that stroke that I had. I know. You really think it's been that noticeable, huh? Well, ever since you mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah. Maybe I've already. Well, I don't feel like you did that as much as you do now. You know. Maybe I always have been like this. I don't think so. Yeah, there was a lot, there was a point in my life when I wasn't sure what I was going to say. Like when I was speaking, I wasn't confident sure. in speaking and the words would dribble out and I'd stumble over them. Yeah, I guess it is a little different these days. Well, you're still going to mess up words. Yeah. I'm just fucking forgetting words and forgetting things. Is it I don't really think it's forgetting words, is it? It's that you are saying a word and you don't say it right. Well, I'm thinking of something else quite often, too. Oh, maybe you're moving too fast for your brain. 
You're yeah, so I, smart. Well, no, <laughs> I used to be really smart. And I'm becoming dumber as time goes on. Well, in certain ways, I guess what's dumb. Emotionally, I'm smarter than I've ever been. Oh, of course. But logically, common sense, I don't know. That seems to be falling to the wayside. Really? Yeah, I just... If I took an IQ test now, I don't think I'd do so well. I used to destroy those IQ tests. I was the IQ champion. The champion. The champion. Yeah. Man, I took an IQ test in first grade and tested into the Target program. So fucking smart. <laughs> Ours was not called Target. What was it called? Forget now what it was called. It was called something else. Because you were always far like, away from it, though. You were never. Yes, it was called Focus. You were never close to being in it. Nope. You weren't cool. You didn't get to miss a whole day of class once a week to go off and do different projects and have different discussions and have a different teacher with a different class. You're right. I didn't. I was so jealous. I really did want to be in Focus, but I'm more street smart than book smart. You, you didn't get to. <laughs> Do things like design your dream home and sketch it on graph paper and write about the different rooms or come up with your own superhero before superheroes cool. were cool. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, I did powdered milk, man. <laughs> I made it. That sounds like a Doug character. No, it was, if anything, it's stolen from Ren, Ren and Stimpy, which was powdered toast, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're a kid, you, you don't actively steal, but these things... Right, right. You don't have a lot to draw on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like that. And the teachers had no fucking clue. They didn't right, watch, Ren, not and watch Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. They're like, this is amazing. This is one of the most brilliant creative things I've ever seen. His whole body was made out of powdered milk boxes. I found a picture recently uh, of me holding oh. powdered milk man. I went when we were just in town for Jared's wedding. I stopped by my yeah. parents and they had found all these old yearbooks and some of the older ones came out. Oh, that's cool. Elementary school and middle school. Oh, I don't know where. I, I don't even remember having elementary school yearbooks. Oh, but, my parents got a yearbook every year. I messed it up for Ellie because, like, I didn't understand or I didn't pay attention enough or something. And she didn't have her school picture in the yearbook for kindergarten so then i didn't buy a yearbook because she wasn't even in it yeah that would have crushed her i know i was really bummed because i have a yearbook for every year i'm in school i, I hate really i hated getting the yearbook because really? i loved it you never knew what your picture was gonna i guess if you bought your student photos you would yeah you would know but i never your got and buy your pictures no i didn't want them who wants those pictures? What a waste. Dolan Mills comes in and charges outrageous prices for some goofy pictures. I mean, there's some well, it's different now because you can get the digital copy instead of having their like weird little copies that they have. Yeah. What do they charge for that? Still a lot. It was like 50 or 60 and now it's 40. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it is. I'd rather have the digital print so that I can keep it forever and not like lose their little pictures or them get water damaged or something that's why i'm surprised that yearbooks at this point aren't just digital you just go to a website that yeah, e yeah but then it wouldn't exist forever because someone would have to maintain it right the site the archives would mm -hmm. have to live forever what if the school went out of business 
I know they're not in business to begin with. Well, not at least public schools, but you know, what if they went out of business? They went under. But with the yearbook, no, I hated it because I didn't know. I think if you're not buying your pictures, they knew that, but you still had to get your picture taken for the yearbook and they would just snap one. And sometimes I think they did this on purpose to punish you for not getting their pictures. Uh, maybe they send it to the yearbook staff. I don't know, but my freshman year in high school, my eyes are closed. <gasps> That's rude. Yeah, totally rude. Who decides on such a thing? Well, they only take one picture of everyone. So if they only had the one picture, but the photographer should know better. Oh, but I guess they can't see it. No, they couldn't see it, but you should have a couple backups. But then what I'm saying is because I wasn't buying the pictures, they were angry and they said, we don't care what this looks like. Good no, or- I don't think when you're going through the line that they know whether you've purchased pictures or not. Good or bad. I think that they do because you get more snapshots, right? No, you just get one. You just get options for what you want, like wallet size, you know, whatever the other options are. Well, it's still strange to me there wouldn't be backups because my parents had bought that picture and that was the only one they would have gotten. Let's say they bought in advance the big portrait that was framed that they could hang over the fireplace. Right. And then it's eyes closed. It just doesn't doesn't seem right to me. Not the best way to go about things. Maybe it is like if they have one, if, if they if you're not purchasing a package then you get one click <laughs> it was because looking, back then it is film right so you only have so much space i looked at the middle school yearbook and i was wearing i don't know why i went through this phase where like i wore my dad's clothes <gasps> i wore my yes i did that too well it's a little different with you wearing men's clothes that's more of a well, statement I didn't, not, just a couple you know you're in middle school so you're cool right so i wore my dad's like redskins shirt that was like a a polo almost and i wore his sweater and i still wear his sweater sorry i got worked out but it's not the same thing it's a little more edgy to say i'm a girl wearing my dad's clothing than i'm a dude wearing my dad's oversized polo shirt it's not really oversized for him it's oversized for me because i'm small scrawny shrimp (laughs) right in his lee jeans i don't know what the hell I don't know why or really how long that lasted because then before I knew it, I was into fucking Looney Tunes t-shirts like the hip hop artists <laughs> at the time. It all changed so quickly. And then it was like Umbro shorts. It's like you think, mm-hmm. how many different fashions did I go through? And then I wanted like a fucking gold necklace. This is all middle school. Yeah. It's like, I want a Figaro. It's like, why? Why? What do you get? What do you, why? We don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Just do it. Uh, I went a Nautica watch. I want Timberland boots, but that's, that was all tied to hip hop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. No. It was like a, I was no. like breathing in and it sounded like. No, I didn't hear. Sorry. I'm very phlegmy. Disgusting. God, it is fucking hot. Like I need to turn on the air conditioner. I can't cause we're. Ah, turn it on. Recording. No. Oh yeah. Turn it on. You've heard this thing before. Yeah. I actually cannot hear it. Yeah, people are going to love this. They love the I show. I swear, I can the... only hear it like when there's silence. No, I'm not leaving it on. Stop it and listen to what it sounds like on the recording. No, I have a noise gate on my mic, so when I'm not speaking, it should just cut off. That's what I'm saying. So, but then when it I sounds sp- like and see if it's worth it. No, then when I speak, it opens up. I can deal with the heat, the <laughs> summer heat in November. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Is five it fucking Nina? degrees. 75 people outside acting like it's goddamn spring running around. 
interacting with each other. They should all be inside huddled because it's so cold, but no. Are we, are we changing the clocks? Oh, yeah, it's night at like two. <sighs> what does it mean? Do we lose or gain? I never remember this shit. We gain. This is the this is the good one. This is the time oh, of the year when you gain an hour. And if you want to uh, commit a crime, this is the night you do it. You do it at 1 a.m. Uh-huh. You wrap by 2 a.m. Because at 2 a.m. it goes back to 1 a.m. And then the second 1 a.m. you go hang out with your friends so you have an alibi. Oh, and so when the cops that's... come and they say, what were you doing at 1 a.m.? You're not lying. There's a lot of bunch of, we saw him, security cameras have you somewhere at 1 a.m. hanging with the friends at the bar or the club. And the guy was here. And they say, oh, yeah, I guess you didn't break into that house. You didn't set fire to that barn. You didn't rob that jewelry store. (laughs) It's um, a solid way to do a crime. (laughs) It is. You get to travel back in time. Another concept I think I stole from the adventures of Pete and Pete. Not the crime part, but the actual... Oh, this, this idea? Not the crime part, but the actual viewing it as time travel. <laughs> I loved Pete and Pete. I don't... I get that confused with the Nightcrawlers. I don't know if that was the same episode, but there's one where they tried to stay up for... Yeah, and they looked at the sun to wake themselves up because it would make them sneeze. Yeah, that was a totally different episode. And then like the riboflavin and and cereal. And that could be combining all the episodes. But from what (laughs) I remember, the riboflavin was helpful in some way. Riboflavin. Is that what it's called? Riboflavin. Yeah. And then... I don't know what it is. Is it a a preservative? Mm, That's a good question. If this were the 1990s, we would just say, I don't know. And we'd, we'd speculate a bit and we'd leave it, it at would that. Be more fun. We'd and that would lead us into other conversations. It's a vitamin, B vitamin, B2. Oh, it is? Why is it called that? Oh, it's a better name. Riboflavin. When I, Riboflavin. When I was on a plane once and they were de-icing the wings, the pilot came on and said, the de-icer may smell like cereal. It's like, huh? And apparently something in the de-icers also in cereal i don't know how true this is but he he said it (laughs) it's um little marshmallows (laughs) that's all little pete tries to have a time travel adventure so legendary that it'll be memorialized on a pen this is the adventures of pete and pete on the day of daylight savings (laughs) (laughs) although daylight savings we're going back to standard time. So maybe he was traveling into the future. Mm, I don't. That makes more sense. But traveling back in time, reliving the same hour. I like that concept better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to relive the hour. So do everything you did in the previous hour and correct any mistakes you made. And you're viewing it in a very wholesome way. Time tunnel is the name of that one. I am uh, optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Just naturally. I don't mean to be. I do want to find the synopsis of this episode, but I also... Here's a whole Wikipedia list of Pete and Pete episodes. Yeah, but this isn't going to detail. It says, time tunnel. On the day that daylight saving time ends in the fall... All right, so it is this. Uh, Pete traditionally celebrates the extra hour by taking advantage of the time warp to do something momentous. This year, however, Big Pete is overcome by hormones and asks Ellen out on an official date. He enlists the help of his nemesis, Endless Mike. 
to help take <gasps> us that? endless mike you don't remember endless mike no and he was like a nemesis is what it says here i think that's fair to say he was just a guy in school with him endless mike i don't remember who that is uh but he enlists endless endless mike's help to make the date goes smoothly. Mike lends Big Pete his customized Ford Mustang convertible and teaches him the nuances of dating. After the date becomes a disaster, Big Pete must use the power of time warp to repair his friendship with Ellen. See, there you go. Repairing, oh, cool. repairing the past. Little Pete gets his revenge on Endless Mike for humiliating his brother by showing everyone home movies of him as a toddler. Humiliated <laughs> beyond belief, Mike chases after him in his car. That's, that's the end of the, <laughs> the synopsis of the episode. Uh, let's see if riboflavin comes up. No, that doesn't come up in my. But that was another thing talking about going through all those different fashions in middle school and at the time it seemed like, God, I dressed like that forever. And it probably was a span of like a few weeks in between everything. And Pete and Pete was on for two seasons. Uh, Season three, three seasons. Oh, wow. I thought it was less. (laughs) It was three, but it still, it seemed like that show was on forever. Um, I didn't realize that I wouldn't want to dress like the, um, that catalog that would come. Hold on. What was it called? 2000s. No, it was like the nineties. Riboflavin, just to interrupt, sorry, is in time tunnel. So it ties into the time travel and not the night crawlers episode. Go ahead. Oops. That's it? You forgot? Yeah, hold on. I'm finding it. What are you looking up? There was a... God, I can't remember what it's called. There was a... There was a. Um, it was from the 90s. It was a... Delia's. Delia's. A, do you remember Delia's? <laughs> was it a catalog? Yes, I remember yes. this. Yeah, I felt like I would never... Well, first of all, I wanted to dress like everyone in that catalog um and i thought that this was timeless did you i thought that was a little too preppy for you uh, i guess they did have some like ska type shit in it didn't they yeah they had like bigger pants and sh- and little shirts plaid pants know. things like that oh yeah with like um platform shoes yeah that'd be cool i didn't have the money to buy anything from delia's but yeah, yeah. like the 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 halter tops or like um, yeah, it was like a lot of just, they all looked so cute in their hair and it's nineties. Like it's, yeah, I did. I just didn't realize that that wouldn't be something I would always dress like. Yeah. Looking at the fashion, it's like, that is so fucking nineties. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing how it's distinct. Mm-hmm. Like maybe at the time it should have been obvious that it was distinct. Right. But I, we didn't have much to compare it against. We had it, uh, to really our childhood to compare it against. And if you looked at any adults in your childhood, maybe they dressed like they were in the eighties. So the nineties to me, like, I don't know, it was the second decade I was alive. So the fashion itself, I didn't have a point of reference in the past. Like, Oh, people used to dress like this in the sixties. Now look how different this is. I was like, I don't know. That's what you do. You wear these cool pants that are giant that six people could fit in. (laughs) Well, move like outside of that um, aesthetic. There was a lot of um, like sort of like those that baby doll dress activity that was going on. I remember being in a Target and my mom saying, this is stuff from the 70s. Like I recognize this stuff from the 70s. 
And I was like, what? You know, and now me being in a Target, probably older than my mom was at that time. Like they have that little tween section of Target now where it's like not women's, not kids, but sort of in the middle. And it is so 90s. So it's and back. you can get these like t-shirts that say stuff like from the 90s. Like it'll be like Care Bears or The Simpsons or um, I don't know, like Nirvana. <laughs> it's strange to have pop culture on the clothing, though, that never went away. It's one thing right. for it to reappear and a younger generation to find like, let's say let's hopefully let's let's hope that the T-shirt didn't introduce it to them. In this day and age and in this commercialized world, it probably would be the T-shirt that brought back some cartoon that the kids never knew about. Like, what is this? But let's say uh, the more organic way is kids discover this old show that they never knew existed. And then the T-shirt started getting made. But it is strange. Like, I'm going to wear the Simpsons T-shirt, but the Simpsons have been around their whole lives, too. It never disappeared. And I guess nothing actually disappears these days with the Internet. But the Simpsons is still active on yeah, television. but it's not like it was. It's I know not, it's not like it was, but it's, yeah. to me, for it to, quote, come back, it never went away. Yes, it did go away in certain ways, but, you know, it never actually went away. So kids wearing Nirvana, Nirvana's never disappeared. Right. It's just interesting to me. There's no point to it other than that, that the excitement behind it, what generates it. There's not the thinking before it'd be a discovery. Oh, we discovered this thing or my, you know, these things take off. Somebody discovered it and they become popular and then kids just like it because other kids like it and say it's okay, cool. But I feel like I remember walking into. You're wearing Scooby-Doo um, t-shirt. No, because Scooby-Doo was lame. I remember. I feel like I remember walking into like a Best Buy or something or what was that? Media play. And they had t-shirts. And some of them were like Beatles and some of them were like Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers. But then also some of them were Jimi Hendrix. And those older artists never went away, but they're, I didn't really, I mean, I guess I had heard of Jimi Hendrix, but. That's true. I, yeah. Like I said, I. Also, can I also say, Jimmy, who gives a shit? Was how, he really that fucking how awesome? dare really. you? He had a look that was really cool. How fucking dare you? Did you, did you know the advancements he made on guitar playing my yeah, god what you clearly don't know and you expect me to fill you in i'm not going to do that <laughs> you take the time to understand why he was such a great guitar player yeah give me a break okay. i feel the same way about um eric clapton it's like oh he's a white guy yeah. he plays the blues who gives a shit there's so many blues players that are probably better and I just don't see what's the big fucking deal about him. I don't know enough about playing guitar to know what they do, but I know Jimi Hendrix, and this is still going to be top level. I can't tell you exactly, but there's a lot of innovation that took place. And I don't know if that was... Innovation? With what? There was a, He was using the guitar in ways that had never been used before. Why, about like setting it on fire? Sure. But it, he didn't play music that way. He just did it for because he was on fucking drugs. He was also good at playing. He was a good guitar yeah, but player. Yeah, so were a billion other people. He could play he twelve. Awesome could you play a twelve string? Look. Could you play a twelve stringer? No. He didn't play a twelve. Oh, string. he played it. at some point he did. He played. Uh, there was a well, video. Tons of guitar players play a twelve string. The twelve string guitar? Yes. No, they don't. 
Yes, they do. A 12? Plenty of guitar players do it. A Guys 12. from the Eagles play it? Not like Jimmy did. Okay. And the things he was doing with amplifiers and pedals. What? Wah-wah bars. So, he didn't invent them. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he was tinkering? Yeah. He was shooting up, tinkering, and lighting guitars on fire. And he was what, like, what is that bar actually called? It's like the whammy bar, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it is called the whammy bar. I just like the uh, idea of the the convenience store. The Wawa bar. The Wawa bar. There is a bar in Wawa for delicious sandwiches. But it makes sense. It kind of it does make your guitar go wah, wah, wah. Maybe, maybe some people do call it that. I don't know. Again, I've I've never played the guitar, so yeah. me talking about it. That's why I know it sounds like I'm trying to back off. Well, because I am trying to back off. Because I feel comfortable in saying that about Jimi Hendrix, but I can't explain it in any kind of meaningful way. And yeah. anyone who knows about the guitar is like, what a fucking idiot. And maybe yeah. wah-wah is correct also. Because I do think, or maybe it's a pedal. I don't fucking know. Oh, I think there is a wah-wah pedal. Maybe that's what it is. I'm getting it all confused. Like the closest I ever came was the saxophone. <laughs> well, I also might be wrong about Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton, but I just don't feel like I am. Well, you're right about the t-shirts. We'll go back to that. So the, whatever point I was trying to make, you're right. Musical artists never went away. They're always in the public mind. So I don't know why it seemed weird to me. Because it was our experience versus our parents' experience. Yeah, but even music, while a lot of these artists like stick around and they continue to play, not Jimi Hendrix, but... You know, at some point they end and then it's like, okay. Or at least there are albums that were earlier in their careers. Like those are the ones people look at and like, oh, wow. And to me, The Simpsons is, again, it's not the same show. It's not nearly as good, but it's just still been going. And yeah. that just seemed weird to me that anyone, maybe it's just that anyone would like it. Like a kid would be like, yeah, The Simpsons, cool. Well, Because it seems I, like it kids, outlived My that. kids like Simpsons, but not, I don't let, I don't encourage them to watch new Simpsons. And I probably can't anyway without buying like Fox Plus or some shit. I think it's on Disney Plus now. New episodes? Eh, that's a good question. Well, if Disney got the rights to the Simpsons library. Yeah, but they might not have access to the new episodes until like, well, uh, no matter what, um, I'm into... Simpsons that are a, seasons that are a single digit and just barely over 10 season 10 seasons 10. And that's fine. You can watch it on Disney plus apparently. Yeah, you can. I know that. And Hulu plus, but Simpsons. But I'm talking about the, the new. That's, like, what that's what I'm talking about. Sunday night. Tune I'm, in. So it says, how can I watch Simpsons 2022 right now? You can watch the Simpsons on FUBU TV. Yeah, right. FUBO. Oh yeah. Fabu. Fabio. But yes, if you miss it on Sunday, can you go immediately and watch it? I don't know. Who knows? And who gives a shit? Nobody cares about The Simpsons. It really should go. It's embarrassing. I feel intrinsically embarrassed that The Simpsons still exists. Well, it, again, it, it's sad to say that kids, like it's surprising to me that kids these days would like it because it should be, seem pretty lame to them. Like, yeah, hey, The uh, Simpsons. Even the 
No, I just think that something that's been around for so long by default that's still putting out new episodes, and if a kid stumbles across it, it shouldn't seem like a cool thing. And if their parents start telling them about the cool old episodes, it'd be like, ugh, shut well, up. it depends on the age, because my kids are into it. Like, it was foggy the other morning, and I was... T- Pete and I were talking about it, and he said he thought his skin would turn inside out because of the fog, because that was a... <laughs> Treehouse of Horror episode. Yeah. I hear that uh, they're not allowed to watch it. Yeah, they're not. (laughs) Yeah, Travis, I texted. So the kids told me, like, Dad won't let us watch The Simpsons. Oh, the yellow guys. That's what Pete was calling them. And uh, I texted Travis. I was like, are you not letting them watch The Simpsons? And he was like, there's tons of other shows that they can watch. Did you ever know this? this or that. Did you and ever then, know this about him? That this was a thing that was going to come up? Well, he's way more strict than I am. Damn, you're going to be the cool. You're just the cool one. Like me. No. Come on. Don't do that. The Simpsons. I I understand. You're just trying to yeah, introduce Yeah, I'm not them. doing it so that they'll like me. I'm doing it because it's my opinion that I like to expose them to things that are interesting. And The Simpsons can be very interesting and full of I think it's still too is... young to get it, though. Not always. Not Ellie. And I think those pop culture references, God, those oh, are... Oh, yeah, that's true. They were hard enough to grasp when I was eight. But listen, we were watching Looney Tunes where they were have They had, like, James Cagney, and we didn't know who the <laughs> fuck that was. No, I know. There was still value there. Yeah. It's because I didn't... Or like, um... Yeah, anyway. It's because I didn't get the <laughs> full experience. Lots of those experience. old weird characters. I didn't know what... Was what the name. fuck is this topic? Maybe um, changes older, getting older. No, that's not what reflection. It's, that's not what it's about. But it kind of is because we're talking about our experience. I think it's safe to as, say. Look, look, we're just it's, this show has gone on. We're moving farther, further, and further away from <laughs> a singular topic. Yes, it's not even pretending at this point. You can't even pretend. It's too difficult. It is. Like I thought if we could package it as when we were talking about the stupid clothes that I was wearing in middle school and then even fucking high school. Do you remember when Jesus sandals were big? Oh, yeah. What are those called? I don't know. They were just sandals. Yeah, yeah that, but... Uh, they were just sandals that strapped on. They weren't flip-flops. Yeah, but, there was a back, but you would wear them. And there'd be no socks. But wasn't and, there a popular but, brand? Probably. There was always a popular band, brand to these things that I couldn't get. Like, I would always yeah. have to get the cheap knockoffs. Like, even when Timberlands were big, there was a very, there was a specific model or whatever the hell it's called, style of the shoe. <laughs> and I, those were too expensive. And I had to get them when it was like half price. I was like, no, those are 120 We can only get you the one at $60. And it was nothing like, it looked nothing like the cool ones that everyone else was wearing. And the same thing with Reebok pumps. I had to get the L.A. gear pumps. <laughs> pumps were not on my list <laughs> of things that I wanted. That was elementary school, I think, going yeah. all the way back to that. I really wanted those pumps. No. I, had to get I remember thinking, oh, Birkenstocks. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. those. I mean, mine were probably Club Room from oh, Riches. Oh, mine were definitely from Payless. <laughs> so yours weren't Birkenstocks? Nah. I remember I did buy Birkenstocks once and they were very comfortable. But I did not like them that much. I really just got them because I thought they were like the only sandal you should get. Oh, is what is it's Club Room? Club Room's at Macy's. 
Clubroom is a store in the men's department of Macy's. It, a- it offers casual and somewhat formal men's clothing. Yeah, there's some Clubroom things I like these days. <laughs> is that where your mom took you? Well, I mean, to get those sandals, I guarantee they're Clubroom. Yeah. Go to the big department store, but I also remember looking for the Timberlands there. Walking oh, around. Oh, man, Timberlands. Yeah, there was that one style of boots. Yeah. Tim- Beige. Yellow. <laughs> I was into the Adidas, like those sandals, those like slides that you put on. And then they also, they, but the, the bottom, no, the part that touched your foot had the little nubs. Do you remember those? The part that touched your foot had the little nubs. Yeah. So you're talking about the bottom like the, of the shoe, but the, sh- the part where your feet you stood, touched yeah. the sandal. Yeah. It's a bunch of little plastic nubs and yeah. they were so uncomfortable they hurt so much at first and that don't i don't know whether like you deadened your nervous system down there like you deadened the nerves so that it didn't hurt anymore or i don't know what and then it got comfortable but when i first got them i was like ow but that didn't stop me i was like i need i need to have these on these that was a part of the whole soccer like people wear umbro shorts and those sandals and then Nike came out with their sandals. And there was a very generic looking Nike sandal. And as a soccer player too, you'd wear this. Adidas. Oh, that was better? Or Nikes. Well, I mean, when you before you go to the game, you had your socks on, but you didn't put your cleats on yet. You'd be wearing your yeah, cool yeah, sandals. sandals. And, you know, looking up this Timberland thing, it was it was Biggie Smalls. He was photographed wearing them during performances and he rapped about them. There was so much influence that rap and hip-hop had in the 90s well r&b and hip-hop was huge for us in the 90s it was an emerging music emerging art form where rock had been around for a long time and was losing its steam you know the big rock band there were some that in the 90s but it wasn't like the 70s and it's kind of like the simpsons in a way where you're around long enough it's not cool anymore and I know The Simpsons also suffered from bad writing. But there was <laughs> but alternative in the 90s. There was alternative, yes. But it was hard to maintain alternative because the whole point of alternative was I'm opposed to everything that's going on, commercial success, making all this money. So you know, it's, you're, <laughs> you're kind of a joke at some point. It's a hard uh, image to maintain when you're railing against it. And rap, on the other hand, was all about it. It's like, yeah, give me money. I'm going to be rich. Right. And it was a big part of that. Um, but again, it was new. It was this new thing coming onto the scene. So it makes sense to me. And I remember talking, I bought a green day album in middle school. It was the one with insomniac on it. Uh huh. Is that the name of the album also? I should know this working. I think so. I I don't, I really only listened to dookie. Yeah. So this was the one after dookie though. And people like, I didn't like that one as much. They're so over. (laughs) Really? Yeah, and like, what do you like listening to that white people music? This is white people saying this to me. <laughs> so yes. Wow, really? Yeah, it was a, it was huge. There was. You a, were kind of out in the country, which kind of makes sense now. I wasn't out in the country. I lived. Yeah, you were. No, I. Kennesaw. The school I went to, North Cobb High School, was it wasn't half black, but it had a. Um, I don't know what the percentage was. I say twenty-five to thirty percent. Well, I just mean sometimes country kids are also really into rap. This was a different time, though. I think. But I'm saying for me, we our like in Gwinnett, at least in where I was in 
Which is no um, more country. No, Snellville's not less country than Kennesaw was. It was. It wasn't as like um, trucks and uh, like country music. It wasn't like that. It's, it's okay. It was like it was. a little bit more grungy. It was Snellville, 32.5 miles to Atlanta, Kennesaw. Kennesaw always seemed more country frad. And then uh, look at that, Kennesaw, 26.8 miles to Atlanta. No, it's uh, it's closer to the city than precious Snellville. Oh, it is? Yes. Well, it doesn't matter how close it is. I'm saying it was a different <laughs> vibe out there. No, I don't think it was much of a different vibe. I know what you're going for. I think if you came from the city or some, sub, I mean, not suburban place, but uh, some, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. There's the thing where my brain's going dead. Oh. But if you come from, uh, you know, some other place that wasn't Snellville, then I'd entertain <laughs> your argument. But I, I think it's a bit ridiculous to say, oh, it's Snellville. I'm not saying Snellville was better. I'm just saying it, it was different. We were sheep. We didn't have as many, like, country folks even in my neighborhood in Loganville. Okay, that's fine. It was more like... How many times did you go to Kennesaw? I'd only heard of, about Kennesaw. Yeah, so you only heard about it. You never went. Right. And then when... No, I just thought... I, don't, it's, I guess it's just a feeling inside of me <laughs> that feels right. It's wrong. Well, you just told me that your friends, when Green Day was coming out with their next album after Dookie, was saying, like, you listen to white people music? What does that have to do with being country? I don't understand because how that I feel ties like in. in. The con- I feel like country white kids are sometimes very much more into rap. No. That's not what's going on here. This was, okay. it was just MTV had finally opened up a bit. MTV still had its influence and it opened up a bit and started showing more rap and hip hop. But me too. Yeah, it was We're the it, same age. It had, the same I know it had line. more influence is what I'm saying. Not these white people from the country also like rap. Doesn't make know. any sense. Okay. Zero sense. Snellville. Well, Snellville. Tell me, it can make some sense. Tell me how Snellville was so metropolitan. That was the I'm fucking, not saying that. was that. the word I was looking for before oh, that okay. I couldn't I, remember. Don't, don't, don't misconstrue my point. I, I, <laughs> you're trying to, if you want to uh, illustrate the difference, you want to at least introduce that there was a difference between the two. You got to go a little further into it and explain. I felt like in my neighborhood, it was more alternative, like grungy, like. Um, that still existed just because I had one person say this to me. Well, I thought you were telling me like the the vibe for you is like you're still listening to these white people. Yeah, I'm just I think that there was also a lot of interest in the in rap at the time. Right. I Okay. For me, during that time, it was like my friends were listening to Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, if anything, I'd say you're more isolated out there, refusing, tool, refusing to move with circle. the times. Refu- Snellville refusing to move with the times, so isolated in its suburban nature that it doesn't even allow rap into the homes. See, you're being silly and going, and you're like, you're jerking the wheel really hard one direction. I'm just saying hey what if we turned left what if we turned right i don't see the point to any of it 
It's weird because you get offended when I say things sometimes. It's like it turns it into what I'm saying is better versus what I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what's happening. My experience at the same time as you. I think just saying telling, there was plenty of that music around, but no one was talking about it being white or black. Telling you as a person who, again, one person said this to me. One person. Right. Okay. I didn't know that it was one person. You think everyone was going around saying that? I know that I was talking about how it seemed like, you know, rock was going yeah. out of style at the time. Which you I set that up. <laughs> yeah, I was setting that up, but I told you that one person said this to me. No, you said they said to me. So I didn't know if you meant one person or what. Sometimes you refer to a person as the they. I agree. Thank you for clarifying. So anyway, the the, the <laughs> bands were dying. And, it, you know, they were not dying. Yes, they were. What did you have? No, uh, they oh, rage against the machine. Well, wow, what a run they had to 2000. Sure. There was an impact there. A bunch of angry people, young people who didn't know what to be angry at following the cues of a man who looks like he came from a dumpster. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Way to go. You got Tom Morello out of that. That guy's a good good guitar player. I can't tell you why he is, but uh, here he is. <laughs> Way better than um, that fucking guy. Um, Jimi Hendrix. Soundgarden. <laughs> Soundgarden was always a joke. <gasps> Are you fucking serious? Yes, I'm serious. Soundgarden was not a joke. Black Hole Sun was the lamest video I've ever seen. I agree. Black Hole Sun sucks. <laughs> And I loved it as a kid, but I still listening to it now and then thinking about the video or like their, is it their eyes that get bigger? Or is it their mouths? I think it was just stretching of it all because I don't know if it was on the precipice of a black hole. Okay. Anyway. Sucked in. But yes, I, I can look it up. But Chris Cornell is an amazing, amazing vocalist. Like if you hear he him with four octave from, vocal range. No, 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 no. Only if matched hear, by Mariah Carey. If you hear five. him with the guy, um, uh, uh, Jeremy's book, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, yes, yes, Eddie Vedder, that song, I'm going hungry, going hungry. And then there's another song of his, I can't remember where Chris Cornell, like, it's a ama- oh, the, anyway, it's, that, okay, it's amazing. I know that I'm pissing a lot of people off by saying this about Soundgarden, but my point remains that Soundgarden came, started in the 80s. They had their success in the mid-90s. I think Black Hole Sun, that album, was one of their biggest, which was what the super unknown. Was it on that album? I don't fucking know. I don't know. That was the 94 album, as far as I can remember. And yes, they were a big band. You had Nirvana. You had uh, Pearl Jam. Stone Temple Pilots. But like yes, that's the end of it. Oh my God. No, what I'm saying is that's the end of it. That's the end. What? Then rock bands. Alice in Chains. Yeah, again though, that, that was a band that was around. I'm saying in the 90s, the big shift was happening. Mm. This was the end of the rock era for the most part. And then rock bands, it became very fractured and no big bands come onto the scene. Name other big bands that came on that have the kind of staying power or at least recognition. Like there is plenty of stuff, Incubus, I guess, but it's not the same level. They didn't really have staying power. They just had one great song. No, make people know their music, I guess, if it pops up, but it's... Ooh, Linkin Park, The White Stripes. Yeah, but that's not the... No, they're they're not these huge bands, like... Linkin Park isn't a huge band? Well, they're not a band anymore. I know. And they were big, but Deftones. I no, no fucking Limp way. No. Oh, oh, Limp Bizkit. 
they had look they had their followings and they're i'm not saying that people didn't go out to the shows or they didn't sell a lot of albums but it's not the the same you're insane i completely disagree it's i not, feel like in the 2000s there were so many rock things happening it just there was a lot happening but it was not on the same level you're no way yes yes way <laughs> what what else was happening you got fucking yellow card okay where are the they killers yes the killers that was were like a big 2001. band but the killers strangely and yes that was that was big and i think they just no, released they just released something new but there was like crossover my mom liked the killers my mom was never going to listen to Soundgarden. so they were accessible <laughs> It wasn't the same as just we are a rock band. The Killers even being labeled rock is kind of strange. Really? Do you think it's more like almost like I, new wave? Yeah, I don't know what you put it in. That's the thing. They straddled these lines. And that was that synth. I feel like that was the next incarnation of rock music. It's like, okay, we're going to start combining a bunch of these other elements. And if you want to evolve, you have to do that. I think with rock, though, it's just not nearly the same like the gorillas like what genre are they because they have that real bassy thing going on but they're not really it's not like hip-hop is it kind of they got it now i don't know if you put them in too it's interesting electronic i don't know i mean they've got elements of that I loved that Gorillaz album. What was it called? Was it called Feel Good, Inc.? Oh, yeah. Or was that just the name of the song? Gorillaz. It doesn't matter. My whole point in this was it got much, it was much more fractured. Oh, Demon Days. It was much more fractured and, you know, there were certainly enough people who liked all these artists and bands and they still... Yeah, you know, there's bands that still exist, but there was an evolution, a clear evolution of rock music from like Elvis to I would put the the bands that we listed, the ones that you like from the 90s near the end of like the big groups. It was so stupid, like after Nirvana hit a big. There were record labels handing out contracts to bands just because they were from Seattle. They didn't even need to prove themselves. <laughs> now, obviously, I think these things fell apart pretty quickly. Sure. But that's, I mean, when you're working in that kind of environment, too, it's like the big switch. Not that rock wasn't about uh, the surrounding stuff, too, not just the music, but image was certainly a big part of it. Right. Um, and that look was coming from Seattle. Yeah. But then, like, you're moving into this era where it's like, well, you don't even fucking care about the music anymore. You're just, you're from Seattle. Great. We can market that. Yeah. Because that's what's hot now. You have bands who moved to Seattle. Like I don't even think Pearl Jam was from Seattle. They moved up there. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah, they might be from like the East Coast. Um, I don't know if they was the East Coast. I feel like it was California. Clearly, I remember picking on the boy. Seemed a harmless little fuck. Right? Is that what he says? Yeah, but you had to listen to the. Uh, edited version on the radio. Not always. 
Yeah, I guess there was sometimes. Oh, but we unleashed lion. something about the recess lady's breast. <laughs> I don't know what he says. Did he bite her? I'm trying to look up this thing about uh, Pearl Jam. I swear I read once that they weren't even from, but, you know, if they weren't, that's hard to find. It seems like, yeah, from uh, uh, Seattle. We're from Seattle. From Seattle. <laughs> right. Yeah, Definitely yeah, from yeah. Seattle. Okay, Eddie, Vest Eddie Vedder is from Evanston, Illinois. I don't know who these people are. Jack Irons is from L.A. Mike McCreff is Pensacola. Matt Cameron, San Diego. Stone Gossel, Seattle. Well, it says that they were formed in Seattle, so whatever, I'll go along with okay. that. Okay, it doesn't really matter. But... I'll retract my statement, what the hell do I care? I know, I really, I really think you're wrong about rock bands. Why, though? Because I feel like it just continued and evolved into the 2000s and they did not just go away. And to say that some of these. I'm just saying the actual not... era, the actual era of that, the big rock band. With the appeal and the desire to be in the band it disappeared. Anyone say, I wish I was an all American rejects. No. <laughs> did they look at those people and say, oh, my God, <laughs> some I people did. Some people really wanted band. to be in. I just Puddle of mud or I don't feel like it was the same. And you know, things don't There's a long ramp down to that. Maybe yeah. it'll maybe it'll come back one day. I'm sure there's plenty of people say rock music isn't dead. Maybe it's not. Well, it certainly got weirder with like I was thinking of Avril Lavigne and what that was like and how I felt like it was so transparent. I think the music was at that time still made for me. I don't think I was, I had grown out of that music yet or like that idea of her being so cool looking and you know, and that was supposed to appeal to me. And that was the only thing that mattered or like her, like skater boy, <laughs> SK8. T3R. <laughs> All that stuff. Like, I think that I was supposed to be into that. And I just felt like it was so patronizing and lame and stupid. And there were plenty of people who liked that. And a lot of people went to those shows. But that song is catchy as hell. Why you gotta go and make things so complicated? And, you know, a lot of this could be just evolution. Like we said, killers, where do they fit? As these things evolve and they're trying to evolve in other ways, like that's Avril Lavigne. And it's like, eh, that's not really going to work. Maybe it just evolves away from rock altogether. And that's why it, you can say things like it's dead, but maybe it didn't die. It just changed into something completely different. And I stopped paying attention and now I can't answer that question. And that's that. Could be. I mean... It, it, it's you know I'm not I don't really know a lot of new music now and anything new that I know comes from TikTok, which TikTok's also bringing back old. There's plenty of mm -hmm. old stuff that's popping back up. Oh my god, so many people are doing your promise. Yeah, that's really bothering me. That when oh, in it's, Rome, it's amazing. No, that was because now if I mention liking that song, people say oh because yeah I know TikTok. It's like I like that song forever. From the moment, no one's going to say, oh, because of TikTok. Yeah, they will. They'll say that with no TikTok. Yeah. I'd rather people it, not enjoy that song. I want you to be someone who is stronger than, oh, well, someone's going to think that and they're going to think it's true. And therefore, it could be true when you know it's not true. How can you say such a thing? Uh, 
and say I'm on board with that. I can't say I'm bored with that because it attacks your personal taste at that point because the truth gets buried in the fiction that other people have created and the fiction is so strong and powerful that it doesn't matter that you're saying that that's not the case. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're not immune to TikTok. You didn't well, even know this. Who cares about those people? You had no clue that this song even existed. And what? me... First of all, nobody my, cares me, that much to think yeah, about it. And me and my fragility all. and the my character and who I am, my whole image is built on few things. And one of the things that's part of the foundation is when in Rome, the promise. So to have that stolen away from me, it's like taking a support beam out and the whole thing's going to come crumbling down at some point. But you know, styles change. Renaissance music gave way to Baroque music. <laughs> and eventually we got to classical and jazz gave way to rock and rock is given away to God knows what. Well, jazz was given away to black music I'm stolen away black music turned into rock music stolen and i don't i think jazz okay yes that period of black music well I mean, like black soul or black um yeah all that was rooted in jazz and then black blues and stuff you should just call that rock and then say white people hijacked it yeah and marketed it sold it packaged it the american way the 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 way any kind of art form is hijacked, put in a box, mm. and sold. <laughs> and then the masses eat it up until <laughs> their palates have had enough. And then they have to reinvent it. Now and with then they new have to tear flavor. it down as something bad or, or stupid or lame. And then build something else up. <laughs> now with new flavor. Now with riboflavor. Oh, I forget by the time the show comes out, the time change will have already happened. So people. Oh, they were busted. And we recorded on Saturday and not Sunday. So. This in, it, in its own way is time travel. So people listening to this are in the future. So who knows what could have happened between now, our now and people's now now. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what you said. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye. <laughs>